Well, hello there, and welcome to the Praxis Podcast. We are in season two of the podcast, and we're talking about discerning decisions, how we seek to um, uh, ask for and receive guidance from the Lord as we face decisions large and small with his help. Um, One feature of this season is that we're uh, doing and interviewing a number of different people for case studies about how they've sought God's leading in the circumstances of their lives. And this is a little bit different of a case study in that there is a trio. There's three of us here today. And I'm joined by my friends, um, Ashley and Hunter. Ashley and Hunter, say hi. Hello. Hey, Hey there. (laughs) <laughs> so glad to have you guys with us, and um, we'll have you kind of introduce yourselves a little bit more, and just the decision that we're going to kind of walk through, and you're going to share with us. But before we get there, we have the feature that we call the precious moment. So this is something, and in unpraxis podcast-like fashion, I told them about it before this recording began. A lot of times I just spring it on people. So, but I told you in advance, and this is the time where we talk about something that uh, is just bringing a smile to our face as we think about it. Uh, Something that's sparking joy, perhaps. It could be today, it could be recently. So, um, who would like to go first? Apparently. All right, Ashley, share. Um, I think something, even today, I had the opportunity to share a message at Shepherd's Gate with some of the women there and, you know, share about love and Valentine's Day coming up, but focusing on God's love more so than, you know, romantic love as society sticks around. And it was just really sweet to be able to share um, just biblical truth and mixed with my personal testimony um, with some of the ladies and they were just really responsive and asked awesome questions and just had great affirmations after. So it was just, it was really cool to be around. The what, what is Shepherd's Gate? Um, Shepherd's Gate is a program for women and children for from different life situations coming from backgrounds that, you know, sometimes it's a Well, thanks so much for sharing. That's awesome. Um, Hunter, how about you? Yeah. Um, I joke that I might do this, so I think I will use this one, but I have been struggling with laryngitis for the last four weeks. And oh, no. it was an interesting time for people who don't know who I am. <laughs> uh, I, I teach, so that means I use my voice all day, every day. And I've been basically stuck at home for three weeks, not talking to anyone and just stuck alone with my own thoughts. And that was hard and difficult and an interesting alone time with God for a lot. But uh, now getting my voice back, I joked with Ashley, once it's back, it'll never stop. And uh, it's been lovely to be able to communicate. And even just last Sunday, having enough voice to to actually sing and uh, worship alongside people was a beautiful moment to come back to. Hmm. So kind of the loss of your voice, kind of being in the loneliness of isolation and then being able to join in worship, use your voice again. It kind of, I was thinking about like Zechariah and Elizabeth, you know, mm-hmm. like <laughs> in the in the Jesus story where Zechariah's like, what? That's crazy. And then he's like, you know what? You can't talk until, <laughs> and, um, and then when you get your voice back, it's a special thing. Mm-hmm. So, Hunter, thanks for sharing. Um... I think for me, 
I guess one of the first things that comes to mind, I was talking a bit with Ashley about this, was this recently I just watched The Greatest Showman for the first time. And I know Hunter is a big a Greatest Showman fan, Ashley said. So um, one of my friends had been like, this is like one of my favorite movies of all time. And he had told me that a while back. And I was just like, uh, you know, okay, that's interesting. And uh, and then I just found myself with some free time on the weekend. I was just home doing some chores. I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch The Greatest Showman. And um, wow, it... Uh, I think to say it changed my life is probably saying too much, but I found it very moving. I thought the, the music was incredible, and uh, and now my kids are requesting the soundtrack whenever we get in the car, and I'm probably going to be learning the dance moves. I think that's maybe the next step in my greatest showman fandom, but that's when it's bringing a smile to my face, and I just... It touched on a lot of themes that are meaningful to me, like the power of a wonder, seeing beauty and value in other people, like the power of a dream, you know. Um, I think Hugh Jackman is a great actor, you know. So, yeah, I think that's what's bringing me joy was uh, just seeing a film that many people had already appreciated, but seeing it for the first time. And um, it was it was really good. So that's it for me. Well, with that, we get into today's discerning conversation and uh, something that maybe we didn't share about in the precious moment because it was a little too on the nose for Ashley and Hunter is that they're getting married. So (laughs) as we're sitting here, their wedding day is just a few weeks away. 16 days. 16 days as of this recording. So that is very exciting. And uh, they've agreed to just come in and talk a bit about just kind of the theme of discernment, kind of God's leading as they've progressed in their relationship, you know, coming to this place where before the Lord feeling called to be husband and wife, and that's a big decision, right? So um, why don't we just start by maybe you guys introducing yourselves individually, just telling us a bit about um, yourselves, your background, your story, you know, shortly, and, um, and then kind of maybe your story together. So who'd like to go first? I guess I'm going first. Can't see in the studio, but I've been pointed at. Um, Yeah, so my name's Hunter Cosgrove. I've been uh, attending Three Crosses. Uh, I was coming here in participating in SOMA, which used to be our uh, young 20s and 30s professional group. Uh, Back when Pastor Buzz was doing that, I was going through grad school, um, had moved down to California in 2017 to do that, and... um, then once the pandemic hit, obviously we weren't around much and then uh, came back and have been pretty plugged in with men's group and with uh, um, just serving in church and it's been great. Andre, thank you so much. Ashley, how about you? Well, I'm the ministry director at Cafe Four um, and work with a lot of my Praxis friends. Um Started coming to Three Crosses around the time that I started on staff here, um, which has been great and awesome. Originally from the Seattle area, but Hunter was down here for chiropractic school. Um, I had spent some time working in Uganda, and so when I moved back, we were already dating at the time, and so wanted to be close so we could kind of date a little bit more intentionally, so moved down here to invest into our relationship. All right. So, um, as you kind of alluded to, there was Ashley and there was Hunter and then there was Ashley and Hunter, right? So kind of where we're entering the story is you guys have already been 
kind of together for some portion of time. So maybe just tell us a bit about the situation in which you were maybe at the point in your relationship where you were seeking to discern God's leading and direction. Yeah, absolutely. Um, When we started dating, it was when I already knew I was going to be moving to Uganda. And at this point, it was the potential to be two plus years. And we had reconnected. We had known each other from church and Bible study, but reconnected, had kind of started hanging out regularly, became pretty fond of each other. And I joked that I don't do long distance because I thought, you know, <laughs> I'm I'm going to be over there. You know, I don't know when I'm coming back. This might not be the most realistic situation for us to get involved with each other. Yeah. And um, back in the day, I had an iPhone 5 and it had very <laughs> little space. And she's like, if you want to keep talking to me, you can download WhatsApp. And I had to offload about 12 different apps on my phone (laughs) to be able to download WhatsApp to keep in touch with her. This was a little bit earlier. She went to Thailand for another shorter service trip. And uh, uh, we joked she tried to ghost me and I didn't let her. And we just just kept talking and kept talking long distance and then kind of just led us to, um, hey, we're already – we're already talking. We're already fond of each other. Like, what's the difference if we put a label on it or not? And she's like, I guess, I guess not. So I guess we're official now. And that was uh, soon to be six years ago. Yeah. And I think the cool thing within that too is, I mean, even though it's kind of being stubborn, it was also realizing, oh, we really are, we really are dating by society standards, you know, <laughs> sure. like at this point, Let's it's be like, honest oh, here. Yeah. yeah, it's like we, we are, and just like the respect of we're clearly, you know, mutually exclusive, investing in each other and wanting to continue getting to know each other, even if life is kind of pulling us in two different directions. But I mean, one of the things that stood out early on when I was talking and reaffirming like, hey, I know it's starting out as a year, but like I'm looking to potentially do more. And Hunter just said, go as long as you're called for. Like I'm, I'm here in school. And so at that time we were like, Hey, we want to stay in touch and want to be exclusive, but also know that God put chiropractic school on Hunter's heart from the ninth grade. And that's where he was very clearly calling Mm. him to. And then I had this call to Uganda. So it was a, Hey, we're, we're going to stay in touch and keep talking. But currently our callings are pulling our, ourself in different directions more than us wanting to get married, you know, this year. Interesting. So I think, I mean, part of what I'm hearing and what you're saying is, is kind of the discerning piece of how are we sensing God's leading individually? You know, both of us sense that there might be something to God's leading us perhaps together in the future, but we're trying to be sensitive to that in light of the calling of God on our lives right now and just kind of navigating that tension. So I would maybe just... Would be if you guys would just be willing to speak a bit to your maybe internal monologue or just internal sense of like as you both were like, okay, feeling called chiropractic school. You know, Hunter telling Ashley, like, hey, be there as long as you feel like God's calling you to be there. Um, did you have a sense from the Lord or just in your own spirit of like, I think there there could be more to this? Like did it start to carry more weight for you, the prospect of your relationship? And how did that like feel in your relationship with God? Yeah, I think um, that ultimately having felt the calling of chiropractic school and she says, I, I think I need to leave the country <laughs> <laughs> and I'm feeling called to go back to Uganda because she's been there a number of times before this and just not necessarily as long. 
um, you know, being able to to hold those two things that I, I'm not right. This isn't a this isn't a relationship podcast. It's not a marriage podcast. This is just about the decision in marriage. But for the like relational side of like, I wasn't looking to just date someone, and it could have been much easier to date someone closer. But um, the the friendship and the foundation that we'd already had mm-hmm. in in Bible study and knowing each other's lives and families, um, there was, there was comfort in that. And there was, uh, you know, a little bit of just new, it was like, I don't know how to date someone long distance. I don't know how do you be there for someone when they're 10 hour difference. And they say, it's been a rough day and all you've got is Snapchat and phone calls and (laughs) text messages and really, really bad Wi-Fi. So you can't FaceTime (laughs) for more than three frames a second. Um, Hmm. And for for me, uh, I think for a little bit of it, you know, there were there were periods that, where it wasn't uh, like a burning yes in the sky, but it mm-hmm. wasn't a like that's a no. Yeah. And so even though it wasn't like on fire, this is perfect. It was a uh, there's nothing overtly pulling me against it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing mm. biblically that pulls me away. There's you know, there's worldly people who are like, why are you doing that? But there was nothing saying like, this is, this isn't right so much as it was saying, this, this must be the truth. This must be the only way for it to work. Yeah. Yeah. I think kind of similarly, I I was surprised because I was ready to go and not come back, you know, ready to say, Hey, let's jump in and do this. And then I met Hunter. I was like, wow. Okay. I, I have a vested interest in him enough that it's like, yeah, let, let's date. Let's do long distance, even though it's going to be hard. I mean, you you learn a lot about a person quickly because you don't kind of have the fun, oh, let's just like watch a movie or go play mini golf. It's all FaceTime um, together, stuff like that. But I think within that, we we did a lot of studies together. We still had like our own personal time with the Lord that we were doing, but we tried to be intentional about going through things together as well, you know, going through things and sharing about it so that when we talked or in our irregular routine could just have something similar um, because I wasn't a chiropractor and didn't really understand his day-to-day and he wasn't living in a village in Uganda. So you can like listen to someone, but the relatability is hard. But I think us doing studies together made it not feel that way, you know, where mm-hmm. we're coming around and coming to the Lord um, with these things. Yeah, so it sounds like as you were pursuing kind of this, what was perhaps your primary calling to a place, to education, to um, at a time, it was kind of like the door was open. You know, it's like we don't have to rush through this. As somebody also, you know, who dated long distance, my spouse, you know, for three years, basically until we got married, you know, our entire relationship, we got to see each other more as, you know, we got closer, but... um I think when you're in that place, you are, you're asking a lot more about the value of what you're doing. You know, it's like, like you said, some of your friends under like, why are you doing that? You know, it's like, well, I think there could be something here. You know, I'm drawn to this person. It's not like I'm dropping everything tomorrow, but like you said, it's not, it's not bad. You know, it's like, I'm, it's okay for it to, to develop. And maybe there's something in it from the Lord for us as we just let it develop. And as we're seeking the Lord in our education, you know, in our calling, you know, whether that's around the world or it's around the corner, you know, and um, that you were just kind of being sensitive in that space of like a, 
I, I am drawn to this person. Uh, we're far apart physically right now, but um, maybe through, yeah, studying together, you know, as well as, you know, just our own times with God, you're kind of seeing who who is this person, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you're being more intentional about that observation because it's like, if I don't like what I'm discovering about them, like why date somebody that's 5,000 miles away, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> it sounds like there was some like an intentionality part of that born by, you know, kind of furthering your relationship from a distance. Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, maybe just maybe fast forward us a bit to you guys being in the same geography. <laughs> so kind of how did that come about, you know, like completion of education back in the States? Like, what did that look like for you guys? Yeah, I was moving back from Uganda and, you know, being from Seattle originally, that would be like the obvious place to go back to. Um, but then Hunter and I were dating and he was still in the Bay Area at that point. So it's like, well, I have to find a new place to live and find a new job anyway. If we want to give this a fair shot, we need to be in the same proximity. Mm-hmm. Like we've had enough time getting to know each other in that aspect, but it's like, we we really want to move forward with this. Like we need to be living closer to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, even just for me that like I'd been a, a student all through all through college, then grad school, I joke that I graduated in 20th grade with no breaks. Um, <laughs> and I think that, you know, if our audience of practice, mostly college students, they can kind of relate to it. Um, that you, your rights, responsibilities, the rules you follow, the things you do uh, when you're in primary education, secondary, and then undergrad is different. And then even just going into grad school, the only difference was now I was taking loans out to live in a room that wasn't my parents and <laughs> cooking my own food, which, you know, Ashley rolls her eyes. It's not cooking, it's Costco and it's pre-made things. But, um, and so who I was as a person, as a man in my maturity, in my faith was all just student oriented. I, Mm. my hardships were, dang, I got a bad test grade. Her hardships were, you know, anything you can imagine that can happen out in the mission field. Um, and it just, there was a little bit of clash there in the relationship. And, um, I just, I can't empathize with things I didn't understand. And then, uh, being, getting to be in person and then graduating in COVID. And then, you know, now we have time where we're in person, we're together. The world isn't locked down and now we can be adults that are together and see what does, what does life look like? Because it's not what the first three years looked like. Yeah, absolutely. Especially just like the rhythms, you know, figure out what is our rhythm now that he's out of school. I had been working, you know, had gone to school, but been working and going to school since, I graduated high school and so just the the dynamics of being in person and we had started you know going through um, a marriage counseling book just on our own a premarital just to hey let's start flushing through some of these questions see about moving forward like talking about getting more serious and um, as we were going through that we kind of just came across some areas where we we're like wow maybe this is an area we need to work on like individually before mm. you know we we tie two people together and then our mess becomes each other's mess. And so, Mm. um, took, took the time to basically just say, you know, we're not necessarily like breaking up in this moment, but we need to take marriage off the table as a pressure to happen, like within, 
you know, a certain time frame and not putting a time frame on it because we really did need that time, um, both of us just individually to work out some stuff in our lives before the Lord. Interesting. So you've kind of, you're now in the same geographical location. There's, it's like, hey, now we're, we were kind of observing each other and ourselves from a distance. Now we're in the same space. And some of, as Ashley, you were saying there, we kind of came across some things in that discovery process that gave us pause, you know, and it's like, hey, this is a place where maybe growth is needed before we take that step of marriage if we are to take it. So let's maybe pump the brakes here, you know, and give ourselves some space for maybe some needed growth and conversation. And I would imagine that that, that can be hard. You know, I'm, sometimes I'm talking with, you know, couples who are thinking about getting engaged or they're engaged already and going through like premarital material. And, um, you know, in this book that we go through, there's in the beginning, it's like, hey, would you commit to, if big things come up as you go through this book, to potentially pausing your engagement? You know, if some kind of red flags or whatever appear, and that can be really hard if you're already in the process and it's like, we're picking caterers, you know, we're looking for a venue, we're writing our vows. And now it's like, oh, this problem came up and it's like, um, eh, maybe it won't be that big of a deal, you know, like once the ball is rolling, but I think, um, just demonstrating maturity on your part to say like, Hey, there's things here you know, and sensing from God, like before we just kind of come together as, as one flesh, right? As the Bible describes it, husband and wife feel like we should probably address some of these things first. So, I mean, you've already given us a bit of this, but as your relationship is continuing, you've kind of taken um, this pause a bit to hear from the Lord. And then uh, obviously we're sitting here and you're still together uh, and you're very going to be very together. <laughs> so mm-hmm. like, how did you guys just seek to hear from God as your relationship? You know, I'm assuming you kind of work through some of those things where we've returned to relationship and now it's like, it's maybe getting real serious, you know, just how did you seek guidance from God of like, is it that time to really take that step to say, yes, let's engage to be married. Like what led up to that process for you? Yeah, I'll take that one since it's my fault, right? <laughs> we weren't. You did this. We weren't engaged until I did the question thing, <laughs> yeah. and then we're planning. And she goes, "You asked for this. You gave me the ring. <laughs> <laughs> you asked for this." Yeah. Um. You'll probably have many people who who say it, but godly community, um, for for this specifically, manly godly community, um. Hashtag plug Dusk Patrol. Come to men's group. <laughs> um, men's ministry at Three Crosses, yeah. But, you know, getting to be surrounded by people who know you is important because if you, you know, show up to a group and you never say anything and then uh, you ask for insights, they don't know your story, they don't know you, they, you know, they can't pray for you. Um, and so being involved in community, uh, seeking seeking wise counsel from those that know us, that love us, that are invested in you know, God getting to use us better. So it's not just like my friend at school, Hey, I'm having troubles with my girlfriend. What should I do? And they're not a Christian and they're, you know, not in a long committed relationship. They don't have a healthy one. And so why would we want that insight? And, you know, apply that to 
whatever the decision being made is. And so that's been the biggest thing in COVID. Everyone's sheltering in place and hiding away. And we have a, you know, we have a Bible study of friends that we meet over Zoom, but we weren't getting anything else outside of that. And so it was in the middle of COVID that we kind of pumped that brakes and probably an unhealthy time for many people. Sure. And obviously as we got to open up, getting to be back in community, getting to shed light in the relationship, getting to um, bring other people that we know we trust and that know us into it to, to share wisdom from the outside in. Yeah. Yeah. I would absolutely agree with the community aspect. I mean, even if things are, you know, whether or not they're going good or they're, if they're going well or they're going poorly, but having people around you who you can actually be vulnerable and honest with, and that you can actually be sharing what's going on. And that's where I think having, you know, ministry with people of the same gender can be helpful too. Cause sometimes, you know, it's great when you can come together in a co-ed community, but at the same time, there's sometimes more levels of vulnerability that you can have, you know, if you're a female talking to a female or a male talking to a male, but inviting people into that. And that doesn't mean you have to spread you know, tell every person you meet everything that's going on. There can be some harm in that. But having those core people, like Jesus had his core people, you know, and just those people you can say, hey, this is honestly how I'm doing. This is how we're doing. This is where I'm struggling or this is where I need encouragement in. And I think that was critical and just super helpful, though. Um, So helpful to us in that moment. And getting to like move forward um, in community and just have growth in our relationship from that. And it's funny, a hunter joke that he's the problem, but I always joke when people are like, what's, what's his problem? I'm like, no, 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 I'm the problem. It's me. I've been like going slow with it. <laughs> so. I can't say that too much. Otherwise we owe copyrights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But then, I mean, I don't even remember what the exact turning point was, but it was just growth over time. We're like, wow, this, we have really worked through things and just, I, I mean, at least for me, there was just this softening and just clarity of, yeah, this is, this is the man I want to marry. This is the work. And even cool getting to see someone put the work in because, mm-hmm. and like, even in myself, I always joke that I'm all truth and Hunter's all grace. And we like have met in the <laughs> middle a little bit better now, but it's one thing to like someone through the honeymoon phases. But when you really get to like walk through life and see somebody and myself included, just let the Lord work through them and sharpen them. It just makes you love them all the more to know, wow, you you care about the Lord more than you care about me, and you care about the Lord more than you care about like living in the world here. Yeah, I think um, it's hard to define or pin down a moment when, I mean, Hunter, you said, yes, you initiated, but unless you're like a real kind of, I like to use the phrase chaos monkey, you know, just like, I have no idea what she's going to say. I mean, you wouldn't ask unless you knew she was probably going to say yes. Right. So there may or may not have been a couple months where all she did was point with her left ring finger. Look at this. It's empty. Okay. (laughs) Take a hint, dude. Yes. Love that. But, uh, I think that's just, I think that speaks beautifully to discernment sometimes of just, sometimes it surprises us when we just have a piece that we'd been looking for and then it's just like, oh, it's here, you know? And and it didn't just really appear out of nowhere. It was the fruit of a long process, you know, of seeking the Lord, seeking wise counsel, pursuing each other, 
you know, and is there a chemistry here? Is this like, I want this to be my person? Like actually use that term of just like a softening, like, yes, this is the person that I want to be with. And over the, the literal years of like learning about somebody from far away, from up close, working through, yeah, we're a ways off on some of these topics. We need to do some work and come back. And then just to kind of wake up and go, something's happened. And to acknowledge that together is a beautiful thing. All right. Well, kind of as we're looking back on the whole conversation that we've had so far, um, you know, what would you kind of say about how you see God at work through your whole discernment process, kind of the arc of your relationship, which you've kind of laid out for us here and six plus years, you know, for you guys individually and together as a couple, you know, just kind of where do you look back and see God at work in the whole thing? I mean, I, I see him all over in, um, I may have already said it or just thought it, but I feel like I'm unrecognizable to Mm. who I was at the start six years ago and who I was even two years ago that there's Mm. just been tremendous growth going through right men's group and going through everything that, um, I feel confident in who I am. I feel confident mm. in my relationship and that Amen. there was a lot of time during it that it wasn't so much as there was a glaring green light, but there wasn't a red light. And yeah. knowing that um, that's not a, you know, a perfect one size fits all, but God will tell you when something is wrong or bad. And if you are listening to mm. him, you will feel that conviction. But um, it wasn't this like, green neon sign saying you're on the right path, but it wasn't, oh my gosh, you're, you're driving on the freeway, the wrong direction, go turn back now. Yeah. And there, you know, you look at the, the fruit of the spirit and that it was just fruitful that I was fruiting and Ashley was fruiting in our relationship. It was being beneficial and productive and that, um, even though we accepted at the very beginning, even if this is a, it'll suck if this is a really long lesson but God will use that lesson if mm. it turns out to not be the forever, even though it is. But yeah, um, yeah, and just seeing that all over in retrospect is kind of wild. I think about that song. Uh, I think it's called Evidence, maybe. You know, I see the evidence of your goodness all over my life, all over my life. And that's just kind of what's in my mind as I'm listening to you. As you're just talking, looking back, it's, man, I can see the evidence of God's goodness. It's kind of all over this story. And I just think there's a beauty, right, in this decision, you know, to kind of be together, to walk alongside each other for this last season. And even as you admitted, like, I'm not sure how this is going to go. You know, I don't know the end of the story. Maybe it's just a long lesson for what God has to prepare me for what's next. And obviously we're sitting here and it's different than that. But uh, I think it's just a wonder of God's grace to be able to look back over your story and go, I'm not the same person I used to be. That this decision, you know, to be together with this person for this time has been a means of grace and transformation. And uh, I think it's such an incredible thing. Ashley, how about you? Yeah, I mean, I would concur that all, all over it, you know, in the moments of God calling us to different callings at the start and still walking and encouraging each other um, throughout that, the time for us to kind of hit pause and really focus on our relationship with Christ first and let that overflow into our relationship. And then um, just turning into where we are now, I think Hunter saying, you know, unrecognizable, um, that would also apply to me. I think earlier we're talking about having that, like, what was that, you know, that discernment point or a single point in time. And while there's multiple points, 
um, you know, that might stick out. One of them was just Hunter just showing up for me through a really hard year when mm. I thought that, you know, I always try to do stuff like in my own power or hi, it's me and God and we've got this. Like I can do it, which is like me and God, it's fine. Mm. And him just kind of showing up in the midst of that. And it's like, oh, it's okay to need other people, especially the person who's, you know, the most important person in my life next to, next to God. So yeah, just seeing that sprinkled all over it and that the steadfastness of it, that in each like season of our relationship, God's still just been so good in all of it and grown us in all of it. Mm. Yeah. I just think it's affirmation of this truth that God uses everything and he uses things that we wouldn't have expected to change us in ways that we wouldn't have expected. Right. And that's part of just the wondrous working of God in our lives is we just say yes to him, you know, and it's not like you said, this wasn't like a, a glaring green light. It wasn't a glaring red. It's just like, Hey, keep going and, and let's see what happens. And as we look back, we see, man, look at what happened. Look at what's happened as we've each been transformed, you know, in connection with each other. And as we've walked with God through this process, that's a wonderful thing. Well, as we kind of bring this conversation to a close, um, we'd like to kind of end with this question of just like one piece of advice that you'd give to someone uh, who's seeking to discern God's will in the midst of a significant decision. Maybe it's a decision like this, you know, maybe someone's listening and they're in a dating relationship and um, they're wondering if they're going to stay in it or take it to another level or whatever that might look like, you know, just someone seeking to discern God's will at a significant time in their life, what's one thing that you'd say to them? Mm. I am reminded of the passage in 1 John. I think it's for about testing the Spirit. So obviously you need to be in your word because if you want to mm. know what God thinks about a subject or a topic, it's it's there yeah. or the essence is there. And two, um, as we talked about our, our wise counselor in our community that like spend time with other people that, know you, love you, love Jesus, so that they can be uh, effective, you know, truth seers and truth speakers into your life. And if you don't feel like you have that community, get it, get plugged in with your groups, get, come to church, start a Bible study and starting to surround yourself uh, with those people. And personally for me, I've been encouraged, I know I keep saying men's group, but the one of the benefits of that is that my table's average age is 50. And I am 28, and mm. there's a lot of life. There's a lot of marriages. There's a lot of divorces. There's a lot of life that they have lived yeah. that I get to learn from rather than, you know, not that being around people your own age is bad by any means, but it's not a bunch of 25-year-olds sitting and going, what do I think I should do about this thing that we're all in at the moment? Sure. And so wise counsel, and just if you don't have community, get in community. Amen. Ashley, how about you? Yeah, um, I would say definitely similarly community. That doesn't mean you have to tell everybody every, you know, deepest, darkest secret inside of you, but making sure you have those those close, trusted people that you can be completely vulnerable and be completely honest with, um, with whatever it is that you are going through. And I think within that, don't think that you're the exception, both the exception to needing community, but the exception of, no, this will work out perfect. We're like the ideal relationship or, oh no, I'm the exception to, you know, apply this to whatever decision that you're <laughs> making. Um, you know, we, we live in a world that's in a spiritual war. And so if you're making decisions, especially decisions for the Lord, regardless of what they are, you know, you might face opposition in that. So don't think that you're, 
not going to face that. But part of that is having that community around you for if and when you do face any trials. Yeah. Sounded like, I mean, two themes there were community and humility. You know, I kind of heard that in what you're saying, Ashley, of don't think that you're above the need for other people. You know, we've said many times, I think this season on the podcast, like one of the first, you know, in the creation account in Genesis, the only thing that God says is not good is loneliness, is being isolated, right? And so um, if there's one thing we would say to people, it's to be in community and then have the humility to listen to those voices and recognize, I, I need others as I walk and seek to walk faithfully with the Lord. Well, I think that brings our conversation to a close for today. Ashley and Hunter, thank you guys so much for being willing to share your story on the Price Podcast. Thank you for having us. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. And congratulations in advance um, for being so on behalf of the Praxis podcast team, which is me and at this point, Patty. Uh, so, <laughs> so fun to have you guys on the podcast. And for you listening, hope that you enjoyed and were benefited by today's conversation. Hope you'll join us for future episodes of the Praxis podcast. Oh, oh, oh.